Welcome to The Shift, the podcast that empowers you to make a change in your life and chase your dreams with passion and purpose. If you are tired of feeling stuck in a life that doesn't fulfill you, if you have big dreams and ambitions but struggle to turn them into reality, if you want to break free from self-doubt and limited beliefs, Join us every week to listen to inspiring stories from regular people just like you, actionable insights, and the motivation you need to make the shift towards your own dreams. And please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave us a review to help spread the message and inspire others. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the next episode of the Shifters. Today, Today, I have a good buddy of mine, Mark Stewart. Mark has been uh, working for a big uh, big company. He's been on W2 for about 17 years or so. And recently, he made a shift and became a business owner. But I don't want to go into too many details right now. I have him on our show. And we are going to be diving into asking more questions about the uh, what he did, how he did it, and uh, what's next for Mark. Mark, welcome welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Eugene. Hey, pleasure, so... Pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure having you, man. So, we have... So, our show is about... Just to give you a little background, our show is a little bit... Uh, is about people who are planning to move from 9 to 5 to become business owners or entrepreneurs or investors or who already made the shift. So I would like to ask you is, uh, tell our audience who you are and what you did in the past. What does your life look like before you actually became uh, a business owner? Right. So my name is Mark Stewart. I worked at one of the local power supply companies for the last 21 years. I was at another power supply company for six and a half years before that, um, working as a program manager. And then for the most part, I kind of, up until like the last like two, three years, I mean, for the most part, I really enjoyed my job. I say like 70%, right? I mean, people don't wake up and say, hey, I'm going to be a program manager when I grow up one day. <laughs> um, but I got into it and it's, it, it was, I made a nice living at it. I, it was one of those ones where, I was making six figures, matching 401k, full medical, full dental, six weeks vacation, the whole bit. With the last few years, I'm not sure if it was the COVID thing or what, but I was never leaving the house. But it was very much, I got real tired of this, the whole sitting at my desk, grinding all day. It was literally, it was this from get up at 7.30 in the morning. Sometimes I wasn't logging off to 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Our company became global, so we were never off. I had con calls with Vietnam. I had con calls with the UK. So we were just never off. Um, and it felt, and that's what it turned into. It felt like I was never off. The company really started to grow, going through growing pains. Stress became very, very high to the point to where me and my wife, it was just constantly, I mean, we were getting in the fights because of, I was never present. I was constantly, we'd be sitting there watching TV and she knew I wasn't there. We'd be having a conversation and she, she would see that I was, I was still at work. I was thinking about work. 
on the weekends, like we'd go somewhere and it was like, I just couldn't relax. I was constantly just in work mode all the time. And we ended up having some issues about it. And we knew how something had to change, something had to change. Yeah, as far about, and then at one point I even went to my, it's like, I went to my company and I kind of told him like, Hey, I turned him, this is a few months, or not since say a few months, it was a while before I actually did start my own thing. I kind of told me, Hey, I put in my two weeks said I was leaving. Of course, being there 20 years, was like, I have a lot of knowledge, a lot of tribal knowledge in the company. I know how to, really know how to get things done. Of course, that didn't go over well. My boss's boss called me. My, at one point, the president of North America called me. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of, they convinced me to stay, but it was under the kind of, I kind of said, I'll stay under the, you know, certain circumstances. One, it's like, I'm not going to be sitting at my desk from seven o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night anymore. You told me, hey, by five thirty, six o'clock, I'm going to be logging off. I have a life. I have three mm -hmm. teenage, I have three teenage daughters. My twin, I have 18 year old twins. They're seniors in high school right now. They're getting ready to leave. I wanted to have a life with them. And basically, so anyway, they, they convinced me to stay. I did another, I think nine months. Things weren't getting better. If anything, they were getting worse. I literally couldn't sleep at night because literally because of the stress. Of, wow. Yeah. It was really bad. And then we just kept talking about it. We kept talking about it. And finally she says, look, I know you dog trained something you're real passionate about. Why don't you think about starting the company? And we kind of did like a little bit of a proof of concept kind of thing. We kind of like, kind of got it going, did a little proof of concept and it, it kind of took off a little bit more than what we expected. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to the point to like in January we said, okay, let's take 2022 and use that as our proof of concept year. Let's see if we can really make this work. And then by, I would say, the end of February, we go, all right, we need to reevaluate. Let's get to the end of, let's get to April. In April timeframe, let's see if, reevaluate, see where we are, see how the company's doing. We'll go from there. And then by the end of March, or some middle of March, it's like, all right, we need to make a decision. I, I can't continue to do both because I was working two full-time jobs at that point. So we just... It was, it was kind of, it was, it's kind of exciting, kind of scary all at the same time. Cause like I said, I got three teenage girls that's going to be in college next year. I have to pay for that. Leaving the security of being at a company for 21, almost 21 years. And like I said, six figure salary, 401k, the whole, just leaving all that behind, start my own thing. But I figured I'm not getting any younger. If I want to chase that yeah. dream, I'm going to chase it. So we pulled the Good trigger and here we are. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Yeah. yeah, that, those things could be really scary. Yeah. But uh, let's pause for a second. Okay. Because okay. uh, you did the, tell us a lot about uh, small nuggets that I want to go deeper. Okay. So, but the first things first, I would like to know. You've been working for more than 21 years. You got to the point like, okay, you do, you can't do this anymore. You want to do something else. You want to chase your dream. Right. Like what was going on? What was like, what was the point? What was the trigger that sort of you relied on to say, okay, in, enough is enough. Like what was that 
specific point? What what was that specific thing? Oh, great question. I don't, I can't say, I can't point to one specific moment. It was more of just being worn down. Okay. It was like, literally I got to the, I, I guess the, the best way I could put it, it was, it was burnout, right? It doesn't matter what I do. I take a lot of pride in my work. And I found myself at my desk working from home, just like I couldn't get motivated. It was like, I just couldn't, I mean, there was work I knew I had to get done and I just couldn't engage. And again, the best, fact, I, I think it was just burnout. I just literally, and then it got to the point where it's like, I remember just going, like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to do it. And you don't want to do something that's really hard to, to do it. Yeah. Totally. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's, I mean, that's, I, but like I said, I can't think of that one specific instance where I said, that's it. It's enough. The only other thing I can think of is I was having, and this, I'd already kind of made up my mind at this point, but I was actually had my annual review with my boss. Mm-hmm. It, the review was going well. Everything was fine, but she kind of like started to lay out the, the path for the next year and like some of the new trainings I would have to do and this and that. And she, I, I wrote it down as she said it. She's like, I hope you find this fun and exciting. And I actually wrote it down and I went, I was like, is she saying all this stuff? I'm going like, I absolutely do not find this fun and exciting. <laughs> And I, and I guess Jack should just, Jack just say it. No, no, it's, 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 no, I didn't. But I wrote down when she said it, and it was, what was funny about it. I, we finished the review, talked to Allie one more time, called her up the next morning, put in my two-week notice. I go, and I go, I go that's it. I go, I don't find, and I, I even told her. I go, it's like, I don't find it fun and exciting. I just really don't want to do this. And don't get me wrong. I love, the company I work for is a good company. The team I work for, I, I wouldn't want to be on a different team. I just didn't want to. Do, I was. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I just. I get the feeling. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it. Got it. Yeah, and that uh, a lot of people they do want to chase their dreams, right? They do want to get out from nine to five. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with nine to five. No. It's, some people, it's actually. Some people actually enjoy it. Yeah. For t- but, like uh, for twenty seven years, it provided me a good life, and it's what I needed. I wasn't ready for this back then, so. Yeah. No, it's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. And a lot of people have limited beliefs, right? They don't, they either don't believe in themselves or they just tell themselves they're not that good. They won't make it, uh, could be anything. Right. Like what was one of the limited beliefs that you had to conquer? It, almost exactly what you just said. Like you said, I'd always, you just, you described it really well. I was that nine to five guy, right? It's like, I was, I went to work, tasks would be put in front of me. I just knocked those tasks out of the park. The confidence to walk away from that, the confidence that you know what, I can do my own thing. I can, I can make this work. But that was, it was probably like a little bit of lack of confidence, but being, and being scared, being scared to leave that security, to start your own thing. So that was probably definitely like one of the limiting factors or one of the things that was really in the back of my mind to help me back early on. Got it. Yeah. So that's actually like you also put put it very well. It's actually one of the biggest reasons why people don't jump into what they actually want to do mm-hmm. and build their lives yeah. in, on their own terms. Yeah. So, and you mentioned also one thing that 
you built proof of concept. It's actually a pretty good thing. Like you've been, uh, you've been working and on the side, you've been doing this proof of concept. Right. So, so for people who actually do want to start something, uh, and sort of build something for, the, for their own, like do something on their own. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? How would you recommend doing this? How would you recommend starting proof of concept? So you have to find, so great question. So I was kind of lucky because I always, I always kind of had, so CalPro dog training was something, because I worked as a dog trainer back when I was in college. And that's how I kind of mm-hmm. got into it. It was a great college job getting through the company I worked for was really good. And so it was all, and back then I remember thinking like, I can do this. You know, I was in like 19, 20 years old. Go, and Cal, I actually came up with the name CalPro dog training back then when I thought about mm-hmm. doing my own thing. So I was pretty lucky in that sense, but I had a goal. I mean, I had something that I wanted to do, something I was super passionate about. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if there's something you're really passionate about and it's something you can make money at doing, there's that old saying, if you can do something or make money doing something you love, you never work a day in your life. It's, I hate to say I'm kind of living it now. It's kind of true, but Mm -hmm. if you can, so if you can find that and this start slow, start on the side, get that little side hustle going where you're just making a few extra dollars at it and then just kind of like slowly start growing it. Uh, that's kind of exactly what I did. It was funny. I was talking, I was down in San Diego with my girls. They were, they were down on a soccer tournament down there and we did a little, we did a sailing on the bay on a sailboat and I was talking mm-hmm. to the, the captain of the boat and he had just left tech industry he was a mechanical engineer mm. manager of a mechanical engineering team and uh it was the same kind of thing he said that his, he'd come home from the days he was out sailing working his little side hustle and he said it's like oh my his, his kids would say oh we like it a lot more when you're out sailing versus when you go to work and i kind of talked to him a little bit I go, yeah i kind of get my own thing and the first thing he's all oh do you already have your side hustle going and i go i do and then he's and then he kind of like gave me some tips and advice as far as to get a side hustle going and kind of build it at the same time and launch it from mm-hmm. the site. So what was the one piece of advice that you could remember he gave you? Just the whole proof of concept thing. He's all just don't cut everything off right to get going. Kind of like build it slowly on the side until you have a little bit of something going. And then you can make you feel comfortable making that switch. That would be awesome. that would be the one thing that then again, don't in the beginning <laughs> Me and Allie, you know, my wife, in the beginning, we were definitely, there was points where we were both working two full-time, well, I was working two full-time jobs. She was helping me out with mm-hmm. Pro. plus she's working a full-time job and waking mm-hmm. home till eight, nine o'clock at night, there's dishes in the sink and was like, who's doing these dishes? We've both been super busy kind of thing. So, I mean, it's a lot of work in the beginning. It's a lot of work in the beginning. But at the end, I mean, for me so far, it's really paid off. I've really been enjoying it. That's great. Yeah, man. This is uh, some very impactful stuff. So, I mean, kudos to you and kudos to your wife that you guys are sort of breaking through this. Yeah. This is, not everyone can do it. And this is very inspirational. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, if you recall back a little bit, what educational source do you think 
impacted you the most in your business? I don't want this. If you had, if you had any. Yeah. I don't want this to sound corny, but it was life, right? And when I say that, what I mean is, so I dropped out of college early. I was dog training and like I was going through that. And then it was funny. It was a guy that I was actually dog training for hired me to work at his company. Mm. And at that point I was like, okay. I started out like as a shipping clerk. Kind of quickly I became the warehouse manager. From there I was promoted to subcontractor development manager. From there I became a program manager. And then XP, or the company I was working at, bought the company I was working at. Mm -hmm. And so, but it the work ethic that was installed in me was very much like you had to get it done. Right. And I think working from the bottom of something and working my way into the position that I did at the company I did, it taught me a lot. It taught me, it's like, sometimes you have to grind, you have to work hard. There wasn't excuses for getting, not getting the job done. I had to get it done. And I think that's what really kind of prepared me for getting this off the ground and just like the work, having the work ethic installed. And it's like, this is what you're going to have to grind sometimes to get things done. So I think that education of like starting at the bottom of a company grinding or working hard and trying to prove yourself all the time and working your way up because uh, in my earth when i was 1920 and like yeah i had the thought of calpro in my head but i wasn't ready i wasn't i was too young i wasn't i didn't have enough knowledge to build a company and run a company or mm -hmm. not now i think I, now i'm ready i got a lot more business experience i've got a lot more experience dealing with people and that kind of thing that's a impressive man. Love it. Love it. So what is the one tip that you would want to share with our viewers and listeners today so they could actually take it home and implement it right away? So the one thing I guess that, and I could try to instill this in my daughters, is just like, it's just the work ethic. I mean, if you want something, you have to go work for it. And it's not always going to be easy. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just that there's times you, I mean, you have to grind. It's like, well, I didn't get home last night till like nine o'clock. But like I said, the company's still fairly early on. And right now it's like, I'm taking a lot of business like further away than what I would like to. Like I'm, I've got, mm -hmm. I've got dogs that I'm training all the way from San Francisco right now. And with gas prices, the way they are, it's kind of like, ugh. So it cuts into my profits. But right now it's like the company's mm -hmm. young. I'm willing to do whatever it takes right now. So just having that hard, that work ethic, like, and not give up. It's just like, there's times you just have to grind. This is, a, these are some really gold nuggets. So guys, what uh, Margot was just saying, if you want to do something, you have to go for it, right? Yeah. You have to hustle, you have to grind, build that confidence and just don't give up. Yeah. Even things, even even if the things go bad, even if you don't see any results just yet, just don't give up. Keep grinding, keep grinding. The results will come. Yeah. My uh, One of my vendors that I used to work with, he, uh, when I, I, I've worked with him for 20 years, and he was super, when I, let, I told him I was leaving, he was super supportive, and he's his own business owner too. And he mm. kept telling me, he's all like, Mark, he's all like, you're going to struggle that first year. He's all but. 
He's all, just stick with it. Keep doing what you're doing. He's all, it'll all work out. And so and that's the one thing that even like right now, it's like sometimes it gets, don't get me wrong. It gets scary. There's sometimes like our phone doesn't ring for a little while. It's like, oh boy, do we make the right decision? And then the next thing the phone starts ringing again, it's like, okay, okay, we're okay. We're okay. But I just, I mean, I keep, I remember him saying that. It's like, okay, things aren't all, that first year, things aren't always going to be perfect. It's like, you have to just stay the course. Cool. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about, uh, I know you've been uh, telling like small details about your business, your training dogs, which is awesome. I think we need more people like that. There are a lot of dogs that don't behave really nicely yeah. <laughs> in lots of neighborhoods, but Tell me a little bit more about your business. Like, uh, what sort of, what is it that sort of sparked your interest to become a dog trainer? Like, like, why do you like dogs? Oh, so I got, yeah, it was probably 18, 19. I was just going into college. I got a little puppy Rottweiler. Again, I, I knew that this was going to grow up to be a big, strong dog. And I knew that I just couldn't, I had to get, I had to do some kind of, you know, I had to get a trained. Just had, it's like, it wasn't a thing. Did a even at 18, 19, I just got really into it. Did a lot of research, found a company that sounded, everything sounded really good to me. And I started going to this company, this dog training, started working there. And the more I worked with my dog, the more of the relationship that more training you do with them, the, the bond you have between you and your dog gets stronger. I really got into it. I really enjoyed training with them. I really enjoyed watching the progress. I really enjoyed the fact that wherever I went, I could take them with me. So he was like, my, he was my, I, I tease my kids to this day. So make no mistake. That was my firstborn. <laughs> he was just my buddy. And the more and more I got into it. And one day I kind of just went to the owner of the company and I go, Hey, I really like doing this. I go, is there, you ever hiring trainers? I would go, I'd love to learn. Mm-hmm. First, he told me no, and then, uh, but I found out later, what he told me later, he was just watching me. He wanted to see, he just wanted to watch how I was handling a dog and stuff like that. And then one day he came, he's like, you're still interested. And I said, yeah, I go, I'd love to do it. And I had to go, I think it was like a five month internship where like, I didn't get paid. I just had to follow. I basically shadowed him, had to shadow some of the other trainers, had to learn to work with different dogs. I had a big dog. I had to learn to work with, you know, little dogs. But the mm-hmm. more I got into it, it's like the more I loved it. The company I was with at the time, though, I'm obviously it was 19, 20 years old. I couldn't, I wasn't going to be able to make a living at it, though. And again, I was mm-hmm. too young to like, oh, I'm going to start my own thing and take off with it. I just wasn't ready. But that's how I kind of got into it. Nice. That, that's super cool. And what are you currently working on? What is the biggest challenge that they're currently facing at the moment in your business? Um, probably the biggest challenge right now is in the, oh God, great question. Kind of caught me off guard a little bit because the reason I say the thing, you know, knock on wood, things are going really well right now. I'm getting a lot of word of mouth that's starting to spread. So probably my, the biggest challenge I'm running into right now is just time. I'm kind of a one man show at the moment. Uh, so, and that's like, I'm just, I'm hustling so much. So t- time is definitely, I think is like on top of like dog training, I also have to do all my marketing, trying to build the websites, trying to build 
so and unfortunately i'm getting older i'm not like the kids these days social media is super important so trying to build like the instagram page trying to build the facebook page so trying to get all that done but at the same point i'm also out trying to i'm dog training and i'm super customer focused right now i'm really really motivated to try to give my clients the dogs that they want even if it takes mm-hmm. a few extra weeks just because it's like i really i'm trying to build my reputation i'm trying to rebuild my name i'm trying to build a calpro brand so probably that's probably my biggest challenge right now is trying to do everything and like i said thank god my wife Allie, she's a godsend she literally helps me every step of the way she takes a lot off my back and stuff like that to try to help so and she's working another full-time job too so she's like i said she's a godsend yeah that's cool a lot of people that do want to start something they are not on the same page with the rest of the family yeah and and uh, sometimes it's it's a bummer because if you don't get supported by other family members it's kind of discouraging yeah, yeah. right and it could actually get you away from your yeah from building your dreams yeah. it's, it's actually very cool that uh ali is on board and how did you have to convince her or how is it the exact opposite exact opposite <laughs> she literally she's like leave that job she's all start this i mean she's the one like pushing me she's all let's do this let's do this yeah i was the one that has reservations i was the one that was scared because like hey we got three teenage daughters going into college we need to pay for this and she's just like nope she's all you can't live the way you're living we can't do she's all let's do this so I, she's giving me all the support in the world even my father-in-law at one point he worked in tech for years and he was part of the whole tech can be really kind of cutthroat at times and i remember him just telling me it's like i went and talked to him one day about it and we were talking he's just like he's all super excited for you he's all he's all forget them leave he's all start and i just and i was going like, wow and i remember at one point i remember thinking i didn't even think i told him i go god if one of my teenage daughters or one of my daughter's husband's boyfriend says hey i'm leaving a well a really good job i'm gonna start my own dog training company they go like what what are you doing but this is like no go do it oh he's all so it was it's been great my, my whole family they've been behind me the whole way so i've had a lot of support so it's been it's been great great okay. great and, and i think to what you're kind of saying to that it, that allowed me to give me the confidence to really kind of go do it to know that i do not that i I kind of have a parachute that if something happens, everyone's got my back and no one's going to blame me for anything. But at the same point, that also gives me a lot of motivation to make sure this works. Yeah. I mean, it better work. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I believe in you. I know we met a few times uh, outside of this podcast. So I've been, I've known you for quite a while. So I know you can do it. One of the things that uh, it's always been one of my own personal analogies, like I was a, gonna redo my backyard once a few years back and i I went and i (laughs) tore up the whole patio just went out there with a sledgehammer and a crowbar and i tore up the patio smashed it all up and the second i got done i Mm. turned around i looked at it and i went oh my god what did i just do but because like it was like it was absolutely and i did but but at that point i remember just turning it it doesn't matter what i did i have to fix it now there's no choice i have to Mm. fix this and so uh one of the analogies i always kind of say to myself and it's like well Time to tear up the patio. He was good. I got it. Doesn't I have to fix it? So, I quit my job. This has to work. 
I have to make this work. So, yeah, yeah, there is no, no turning no back. back. Awesome, man. So, what's next for you? What is your next big goal in your business or milestone that you want to achieve? So, I already hit my first goal. I've already pretty much replaced my tech income, which is good. Yeah. Not 100%, but I'm pretty close. And I've been doing that for a few months now. So that's pretty good. The next step, I just want to keep growing it. And then, so we're at the point right now, we, we keep talking about it. It's at what point do we bring on another trainer? At what point I find the next Mark Stewart, someone young, enthusiastic, someone that wants to get into it, that I can groom to come up underneath me to really start drilling it. So that's probably going to be the next couple steps. Again, that's a whole other scary step I'm afraid to take because right now it's very much, like I told you, I'm kind of very much about very customer-focused, very trying to give the customers what they want. So quality control is super important to me. So it's really kind of scary to kind of like bring on another trainer and then all of a sudden I'll let them train. Because it's my, it's my name out there. It's my reputation. It's my company out there now. So, but that's kind of, kind of be the next goal is building it to the point where I almost have to bring on somebody else to help me. Got it. Yeah. It's like a, when I talk to business owners, entrepreneurs that have to delegate things to yeah. other people, that's one of the also scariest points. Yeah. yeah. Because they want to do everything themselves, but you can go only that far if you're alone. Exactly. Right? If you have a team, you can go. Yeah. Further. Yeah. That's probably gonna be the next, that's the next goal. That's the next, uh, but again, there's a lot more work I have to do between now and then I definitely have to build build continue like i said i think i mean if you really want to look at it i mean we started this in january i've only been doing this full time since like eight april like april 1st so i've been we have some more work to do some more marketing to do, build a business a little bit more but that's definitely nice. the next step no, cool hey i'm looking forward to see how it grows thank you thank you at the end of the show we have a fun round i want people I want our listeners and viewers to know a little bit more about okay. you. So I, I do have a few fun questions sure. to ask you. All right. So number one, let's go back for a second to elementary and middle school years. <laughs> what was the younger version of Mark look like? Oh at my God. <laughs> probably too different. Elementary school, man. I was uh, probably ate too much, got a little too round. <clears throat> I don't know, probably a little nerdy in elementary school. Junior high kind of changed a little, <laughs> changed a little bit. That's when I got into sports, started playing sports. I was, even in junior high, I played on the volleyball team. I was on the basketball team. I think I was on the track team. And that's when I got into sports and athletics and stuff like that. So that's when that kind of changed for me. So Okay. okay. Cool. What is your go-to Halloween costume? <laughs> go-to Halloween costume. God, I think I have three that I rotate between. One's like a star right. costume. Other one's like William Wallace from Braveheart. And of course you have to have uh, Batman in there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, nice. If you were to describe yourself with one word, what would it be? <laughs> one word. I've always kind of thought this, loyal. I've always tried to be like super loyal, kind of like dogs, right? Kind of loyal to my friends, my family. If they need me. I always want people to know that I'm there for them. So I'd probably go with loyal. That's actually a great part of the, of the character. Cool. All right, so 
in 100 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about mark stewart what would the title be about mark stewart right not about what i do, not about my company or anything like that <laughs> um yeah i mean it could I mean, be anything. yeah what do you want people to um, know i guess again i hate to sound corny uh, i don't know mark stewart father of the year kind of thing my kids are super important like obviously my kids are super <laughs> no. important to me so i don't know oh okay. yeah yeah he, that's a good uh, card uh, <laughs> i don't know something like that i guess my kids are super important to me uh or i don't know mark's uh, family yeah man, i guess something like that i don't know the yeah. family man love it love it and the last question last question if you could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why oh right now today it's simple big billboard me and my dog havoc cow pro dog training mm -hmm. you know, let us help you let us help you become a stronger pack kind of thing with nice. the logo picture maybe havoc on there uh maybe a call to arms and different stuff that we provide big old huge billboard that everyone sees that that's what it would be right now excellent excellent mark thank you so much for coming to the show i know there are a lot of people who are about to get dogs or who already have dogs how would you like people to reach out to you where they can find oh, you oh we're on obviously you can uh, calprodogs.com is our website mm -hmm. that's obviously the best way to get us and then uh obviously our and then uh, our phone number god i don't even know if i'm i don't if this is re i know this is going to sound crazy because i don't do this part of it but uh is it okay if i give our phone number eugene yeah absolutely i mean i this information is going to be in the sh in our show notes so if you want uh, everyone to see yeah. our phone number so our phone number is uh area code 408 712 9915 mm -hmm. and then the website awesome. like i said is a uh, calprodogs.com and then our email address is calprodogs at gmail.com great yeah we're gonna put that uh we're gonna put all the information in our show notes so feel free to reach out to mark if you have any questions about dogs if you want to train your dog or about or if you're about to get a dog he can probably help you to choose the best one yep I've, and actually i've done that a few times i've gone with a few people out to pick it to pick put their pups out of litter and stuff like that and that's so far i've uh that's been working out pretty well as, as well. Superb, superb. Mark, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on our show. I know you and I will, will probably see each other very soon, but it was, uh, it's yeah. been awesome. Thank, thank you, you so for having much. me. This was, uh, like I said, it's one of my first interviews I think I've done, so it's been great. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. We hope that today's episode has inspired you to take action towards building the life you've always wanted. Don't forget to leave us a review, share, and subscribe to our podcast for more empowering stories, actionable insights, and motivation to help you make the shift towards your own dreams. Thanks again for listening to The Shift.